Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Butler. Working the paint, sees Przingis, now hesitates, calmly into the middle, out to Fitz, ball fakes, penetrates, kicks, Butler catch and shoot, three angle left is perfect. Squeeze, pick and roll for Butler, he goes to the right side. Retreats out, crosses over, works the left side, step back three, good, man, that is an NBA move right there. 106-97 here, a nice steal by Alston, push ahead to Butler, he's got two guys behind him, one of them's Teague, but instead he crosses over, lays it up and in, nice. Jared Butler's had a really exciting night for Jazz fans tonight. Jared Butler, 22 points to lead the Jazz, made half of his shots, but the Jazz lose to the Mavs 111-101 in Game 2 of the preseason. PK, you told us about a couple guys who are going to be out, and then you said, well, you know, later today there'll be another list out. Yeah, that next list was a little longer. Yeah, I'm furious, man. I, you, you, they didn't get the W. Are you going to hit me with stats? I want the W. No, you really don't. They're paying all this money in luxury tax, and this is what we get? In the preseason, yes, this is what you get. Which no one will remember Butler, at Thanksgiving. Oh, everybody's, bu- everybody's great. I'm high on Butler. He had one more rebound than a dead man. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Rick Majerus. <laughs> Rick hit you with that line a few times. <laughs> yes. So I guess now we could say Oh, no, I won't say it. I'll probably offend people, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah, he looked good. No doubt about it. You know, he's getting a lot of minutes because he didn't play in the summer league. He's getting 30. That's obviously a lot in a preseason game. Uh, Trent Forrest and Oni had uh, 31 and 33. So you hitting me with stats? I want the W. Well, just the only stat I is is play is minutes played. Yeah, they were they were lamenting the fact they didn't get to play the game. So here's a chance for him to give him time in some games. Yeah. They only started one starter. Royce O'Neal was the only starter who played and. Most of the reserves that you're familiar with didn't play either. Me, I only got to start, so. Yeah, don't start in the, uh, he picked up right where he left off. One for seven, one for six. Made the first one, and, <laughs> and from there, not so much. Uh, so, don't don't start in a regular season. As a bouquet, man, rebounding. You know, he rebounded in the summer league. He's massive. You know, freaking Mack truck, you know what I mean? 14 boards uh, in 24 minutes. Uh, That'll get your attention. I don't know what kind of time he's going to get in the season, if at any, if, if Whiteside is controlling the Favors' minutes. So I don't know anything about that there. I thought Fitz looked good. I have a little bias towards him because watch him play at St. Mary's. I don't know that he's going to make the team. Shooting will catch your eye. He made four of his five three-pointers. Yeah, he's an active kid. He was a good player for St. Mary's for sure. He's one of the rare guys uh, from St. Mary's that's not from Australia that has a shot to make the NBA. Seems like all their NBA guys are Australian. Uh, so, uh, there you go, man. Get on with it and next week and then the week after, it's ready to go. Jazz continue the preseason. They got another game. Game three out of four. The Pelicans will be here in Utah for a game Monday night. Oh, Zion, sweet, man. Zion Williamson. Over under on how many minutes he'll play. Continues to shove him down our throats. I don't know. 20? I don't know yeah. what, they, what they're doing. Who's coaching them now? It seems like they change coaches every year. Who they got now? Yak. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yak, you got it? I think they got the Phoenix Suns. Willie Green is it's, it, it's Willie Green. Yeah, now that I think about it. I, I, for a second there, I was going to yeah. go with uh, Chauncey Billis, but he's important. No, he's important. And Stan Van Gundy is just giving his left-wing views on Twitter. Thank you, Stan. We yep. appreciate that. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lakers announced that Trevor Ariza is out for two months. Surgery on his ankle. One of 11 new players the Lakers added in the offseason is going to be reevaluated in eight weeks. Arthroscopic debridement procedure. Oh, yeah, I've had that a couple times. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I got debrided. I think first time I got debrided, I was a sophomore in college. 36 year olds, surgery, Lakers. I'm sure eyebrows will be raised. Well, will the unibrow's eyebrow be raised? Oh. That's really all that matters. That's a, really, that is what matters. <laughs> I wouldn't think Ariza would have a major role in this team either way. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I just thought it was unfortunate that he'd even think to say it. Maybe he'd just try and get under my skin, which he did piss me off. So good job for that. But that's not a bad thing either. So Raiders Derek Carr admitting that the Chargers defensive end Joey Bosa got to him with some of his comments. Trash talk. Say? Getting I, an edge. I remember what I I know he said something, but now I forgot it. Like gets shaky, rattles in the pocket or something. Wasn't some along those lines? Something to that effect, yeah. Yeah. Well, they gotta play again, so see how the next one goes and see if now the car's all fired up by that comes out with a big game. Thursday night, it's the Rams and the Seahawks in Seattle. Fox and NFL Network have this one at 6.20 tonight. An intriguing division, PK. Oh, yeah, for sure. See what happens when this division uh, plays each other and starts to beat itself up. Rams just got their first mm-hmm. loss. Seattle started slow, lost a couple, but now they've won a couple. Back to 500 to 2-2. The other two guys are playing each other Sunday, right? Niners Air- and uh, Arizona and uh, Saturday San Francisco. Afternoon. Saturday afternoon? This is Sunday night. <laughs> Don't play Saturday. Sorry, Sunday afternoon. We got, we got, uh, we got yeah. to get to December. It's the second game in the Fox doubleheader. Yeah. Well, either way, it would be uh, afternoon. It would not be the morning. There we get the Jets and Broncos this week, DJ. Getting the Raiders. Pay attention. The Raiders. Actually, I think you're getting both because I think the Broncos might end up being the morning game on Fox. <laughs> not on my TV. <laughs> not on your TV. You'll you'll have the network because that'll be the only game on in the morning. Whatever they do, will be the only the, game. I know you got the you got the ticket. So so, telling so me I good? got the network. Yeah, the ticket, the network. You know what I meant. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like CD You got options, baby. You got options. Yeah. Whatever they do will be the only game on, and if you don't like it or it goes south, you got options. Patriots traded Stephen Gilmore to the Carolina Panthers for a sixth round pick. The Pro Bowl corner is expected to be ready to play for the Panthers by the end of the month. Bears have decided to go young. Justin Fields will be the starter going forward. Bears coach Manny committing to the rookie. I guess he can always decommit like a recruit, but for now he's committing to the rookie. Is that a fact? Drafted him, play him. Bears are off to a 2-2 two and two start. It's not bad. Nope. It's not bad. Game behind the Packers in the division, and they're in front of the Vikings in the line. So it's not bad at all. 17 games, long way to go. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
LSU All-American corner Derek Stingley Jr. had a medical procedure on his left foot. He's a junior, hurt the foot, hurt the foot in the summer, unable to play in the Tigers' first three games, re-injured the foot last month. He's missed the past two. Expected to enter NFL, next year's NFL draft, so that could be it for him as a Tiger. Northern Colorado offensive coordinator Max McCaffrey. Uh, eldest brother of Christian McCaffrey, son of Northern Colorado head coach Ed McCaffrey, was reprimanded for inadvertently hitting an opposing fan with a broken clipboard. Big Sky decided it was a lack of judgment, but no malicious intent or anger. According to the school, the fan wants the broken clipboard as a souvenir. Okay. You gotta frame that and put it on the wall? It's the broken clipboard. I remember uh, I played freshman football and playing Brophy, Catholic school. First play. We suck too. And uh, we we're going to throw a bomb. So, fastest guy. Problem is, the fastest guy had no hands. And the quarterback drops back. Play works perfect. Sure enough. Guy's open. Guy drops it. Yeah. He's behind everything. And the coach takes the clipboard, brings his knee up, smacks it off the knee. The clipboard flies in about 10 different pieces. It's the, uh, the coach who ended up being a baseball coach for me for four years and actually hated me. We didn't get him like my East Coast attitude whatsoever. Uh, and he was Mr. Macho Man. He went, he played baseball at Utah State. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember back when they had a team. Yeah. He was coaching freshman football and shattered that thing in about 20 pieces and it went flying. I was like, what do you expect? You can't catch a cold in Phoenix in the fall. And he can't catch a football. <laughs> I don't care how fast he can run. <laughs> that was never going to work. I'm going to be on a track team in the spring. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Reyes on two and one. Taylor. Fly ball to left. And deep. And gone! Chris Taylor. A walk-off home run. All the energy going to the Dodgers. Everything drained out of the Cardinals in that moment, PK. The season over so quickly, they cut to the Cardinals' dugout, and people are just, like, frozen in time. Turned to stone. Meanwhile, the Dodgers bouncing around at home plate. Yeah, that's what, it about. That's what it's about. It was tailor-made. <laughs> Substitution, he didn't even start. Now, he had a very good first half, was named the All-Star team, and then slumped big time over the course of the second half. Inserted him for Pollock, and away he went, man. Got that at, at bat. I love he was sprinting down to first base. Really didn't matter because Bellinger was on second. So <laughs> all you had to do was get there before they threw the ball from left field if it hadn't been gone. Uh, but he was so hyped up. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, adrenaline rush, right? Yeah. He felt it left I mean, the that's bat. That's a kid's he dream. Knew. If you're a ball player, Walk Whether, it off with a homer. Any ball player. I mean, I don't have to be a big leaguer. I mean, any any kid who's ever played the game, that's that's the dream. And you, that'll go down. In Cardinal lore, Chris Bleep and Taylor. 
Cardinals got a run on a wild pitch, and then it was just uh, first inning. Then it was just leaving guys on base all over the place. Yeah, one after another, 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. And Dodger bullpen came up big, and I was nervous because Roberts pulled uh, Scherzer out like four and a third. And I'm thinking, uh oh, that was early. This is <laughs> Snell last year of the Rays with Cash doing that. Thinking, and I was texting with my friend, "What are you doing?" And my wife's looking at me. Uh, and she was just kind of watching the game, paying, hardly paying attention. She sees me on the phone. Are you texting Wayne? And I said, <laughs> well, of course. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I am. You nailed it. Yeah. And so Five we were, relievers, yeah. four and two-thirds right. of shutout ball, and they only gave up two hits. For sure. They two were, hits and a walk. They were on top of it. I was, uh, he and I, he's a longtime Dodger fan, lifelong Dodger fan, literally. And uh, we were texting till about 11 o'clock last night before I finally said, okay, I got to go to bed. <laughs> I got to get some sleep here. Got to get up early. And so that was a lot of fun. And now they go to San Francisco, man. This series is so is going to be so epic. I'm saying it's going seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What makes you say that? It's so epic, Yock. Go ahead. You can tell me. How epic is it? It's going seven. Even though it's the best of five. Huh. It's going seven. The first best of five ever to go, to go seven. seven. Yeah. Like Major League Baseball is just going to add two. Just to- yeah, because there will be nothing decided. It'll be 2-2 two, two after five. And they'll decide right then before we play in game five. Let's go two of three here. No, it's going to be it's going to be like in the 47th inning in game five. And then they're going to say, we got to go seven. They'll make an executive decision. It is a much-anticipated se- series. Rivals... 106 wins, 107 wins in the regular season, and now they square off. I know, that's incredible, man. 213 wins between them in the regular season. Wow. I know, phenomenal number. And they got a rivalry. It's got some juice. First time they've squared off in the postseason. Is that correct, head-to-head? Yeah, they don't count that uh, the Giants win the pennant spiel. Those were uh, bonus regular season 50, games. Whatever it was. Yeah. To split the tie in 51. 51. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be mass. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's, uh, what's it, Friday night starts? Yeah, today it's the American League. Chicago White Sox, Houston Astros at 2 o'clock, followed by the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays at 6 o'clock. Both games are on Fox Sports 1. Padres fired Jace Tingler three days after they finished 79-83 and 83 and in third place in the West, 28 games behind the Giants. High hopes when the season started. Things were going well in early August, but they didn't get Scherzer. The Dodgers did, and everything fell apart. They end up with a losing record, so he's out. Yeah. Now you got to get a veteran, not a young guy. Yep. I saw, Buck Showalter. I saw plenty of that on Twitter. I did see his name, and Padre fans are helping with the search. Bucky Showalter. Buck would be good. We got to get a veteran guy. Davey Johnson. Is he still alive? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> well, it worked for uh, the White Sox and the Astros. They got two guys in their 70s. Call Tony LaRusso, find Tony's mentor, get somebody in his 90s or his 100s. Tony yeah. just turned 77 the other day. Plenty of guys out there. That and get pitching. Get the pitching healthy. They've gone out and got pitching, and then the pitching gets hurt. Well, that's not pitching. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you need pitching. That's the injured list. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
Coming up, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the jazz, 8 o'clock, Lincoln Kennedy, Raider Radio analyst at 8.30. We got football, we got basketball, we got the question of the day next. Stay with us. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes look to pick up their first ever win in the Coliseum as they hit the road to square off against the Trojans of USC. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 5 o'clock with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, Hot Texture Toast brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment. Visit www.utahhairmd.com. You don't lose your hair. I mean, it's right there. You know where it is. It's going down the drain. (laughs) A little too literal there. I know. I was with a guy in college, a roommate, and he was losing a young guy. And gosh, that train was constantly uh, just backed up, man, because he was losing it. Seemed like he was losing it every day. And he didn't like it. So this product would have been perfect for him. Got multiple questions today. One of one for the college football fans with Utah playing USC. How will the Utes respond this week? Rather well. Yeah? Yeah. You feeling good about it? Yeah. I am. Kyle got asked that question and offered no guarantees. Said he couldn't really. No, but that was really answer that. Today's Thursday. And today? Yeah. Today they're feeling it. Some investigation that I've done. I don't. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I think they're going to respond well. Chris says I think they'll be dialed in. Crisis will bond them together. David will go where you and Chris won't, and he says dominant win. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, possible. I'm at this point, unless it's Arizona and Colorado, I'm ruling nothing out. That's a good theory, right there. Especially when the other four are playing one of the other four. You're referring to the other four in the South, mm-hmm, exactly. But yeah. the same when the South plays the North. Uh, it depends on who the North is, and who's available. What what's the injury situations at the time you're playing them? I don't know if the Utes beat Washington State with Delora. I don't know that they don't, but I think they caught a break there, and I think those breaks even out. So when you get them, take advantage of them. Sometimes you don't even take advantage of them. So I mean, it's not like you're going to give it back, and it doesn't count as much. I'm not saying any of that. That's just part of the factor that rolls into everything at the end of the season. Sometimes it matters when you play teams, and maybe it's not necessarily injury-related. It's just the fact like the, uh, the teams one team better quarterback. Yeah, who's to say? Uh, because Cam Rising is so inexperienced that in November he's not clicking big time. And so if you would have played them in October when he's just getting started as opposed to November when he's had four or five games under his belt, that he would be a lot better. So... It doesn't necessarily have to be injury. Sometimes it is, but not always. 
Like his changes are made. These are young kids, somewhat unpredictable. So there's a lot of things that can go into it. I don't know. I'm not going to say that the Utes are going to be inspired by the tragedy because if they lose, well, what does that say? That oh, well, there's football factors. I mean, that's yeah, not the only factor. They, I mean, how many how many times are they going to fumble? How well is the pass protection going to hold up? Yeah, I don't think they're going to fumble a lot. I don't, I don't think they got an epidemic issues of fumbling. How is SC going to play? That's another factor. SC's a big time wild card. Absolutely, they're a wild card here. What do they got going? They already got two losses. It's amazing that we're barely getting started in conference play, and there's only three teams with zero losses. And one of them, you can argue, well, it's because they already had their bye. In, in terms of the Utes, maybe they wouldn't have been. You don't know. I don't yeah, know that. We'll, we'll know in a week whether they get to 2-0. and yeah. But the point yeah. is, everyone, Kyle referred to it as week two, and for most teams, they, most teams are two in. But SC's four in, and the Utes are one in. So yeah. it's all over the map. Yeah, most of it. The other two, Oregon State and the Devils, are both two and zero. And what is what is that? You know, Devils got Colorado. If they would have got SC or or whomever it might be, Oregon State early, maybe they wouldn't be. So the fact that you're two and zero is nice. That's the goal. But it's not like well, Anybody you're two else? and zero because you're so dominant and you're the one that everyone's chasing. It's way too soon for that. And I don't believe in either of these teams that are two and zero to the point where everyone is chasing them. It's too early to say that. They've had a couple of nice wins. Oregon State certainly has. And good good on them because they've been down. And Jonathan Smith, it's, this is alma mater, blah, blah, blah. And anything that uh, the Beavers can do to usurp the Ducks, I'm all for it. Uh, there's a little guy over there having been there many times. And so with that in mind, good for them to play well. But still, if they're sitting there at 2-2, two and two, both teams that are 2-0, if both teams that are two and zero are sitting at two and two, that's no surprise, because Devils got Stanford and then the Utes. They could easily be two and two, or four and zero, three and one. Who knows? That's the that's the fun part of it. That's why I love Pac twelve football. Anything can happen, you know, for any team. You're waking up in Tuscaloosa and you're going to go to the game today. Okay, what time are we going to leave the game? Are we going to stay till the fourth quarter? We're going to leave in the middle of the third quarter because it's going to be over. What kind of fun is that? You're beating a snot at everybody week after week after week. And you got like two or three big games. whoop de do. Pac-12 is exciting virtually every week. And you have upsets. You have fun games. Yeah, I get it. It's not the best conference. It might not even be the second or third best conference. I don't know. But it's my conference, and I enjoy the crap out of it. <laughs> and it's going to stay that way. It is. And, I, and I've been saying this. I said this long before the Utes got in the conference, as you know. I and, do know that. Yeah. So I've been saying this since I've been a kid. Since, like, I think they joined in 78 or something, and I, I picked up on it, like, 81, and have enjoyed the conference ever since. And then it multiplied for me personally when I moved to Los Angeles area. And then I had everybody was into Pac-12 football. If you're a college football fan, then you had the whole, all my staff at the Daily Breeze we were all into it. We went to games. We were working desk shifts. We planned it out uh, on Saturday nights. 
friend of mine, I, I may have told you this story, but we're going to see UC Los Angeles and SC. So there's like four of us, and we plan, get the work done, get in early, get the work done, because the large, when you're working on the desk shift in newspapers, at least then anyway, a large portion of it is a, is you sit around early, and then when the games start ending, it's a mad rush to get the paper out, right? So you got a lot of downtime in the first part, especially if you can do stuff like on Sunday's paper, there was always stuff that would be like the baseball page where you can do that way early, you know what I mean? Because everything's all set, baseball columns and whatnot. So we do that, and we're going to go out, and we go to this place. It's like a pizza place. Well, it's packed, and we can't find a a spot for the four of us. Well, one of my friends who happens to be African-American, he sees a spot and he's yelling at us, hey, come on, come on, come on. It's, I got some spots here. It's, some t- it's a picnic table area. Well, unbeknownst to him is like 10 little white kids who are having a birthday party and they just got up to go play the games. And the mom's looking at this guy, waving us over, yelling across the room. <laughs> just that terror in their eyes. Like, no, no, no. That's We've already got that. But, you know, he's African-American, so they want to be sensitive to the situation. They don't want to just say, get out of here. <laughs> so you got all that racial component going in. And he's innocent, right? Because he just sees seats, spots available. He doesn't realize that the kids are all playing games. Are you a Chuck E. Cheese? It's not that, but it's like might, that. Might as well be. Yeah. It was a local establishment and it had some video games and whatnot, some others, you know, uh, like with the yeah, soft pizza bobs. Is, yeah. Pizza bobs and IV. There's right, games. Right, yeah, right, right, right. And we just start laughing. He starts laughing when he realizes it's the middle, right in the middle of a 10 year old's birthday party. I'm poaching the table <laughs> from these 10 year olds. We got them. Yeah. <laughs> and the moms had a look of terror and you could see what they were thinking and all that. So I really got into Pac 12, Pac 10 then. So I get it's not the best. And I was thinking about this the other day when I see Oregon lose. A lot of Ute fans getting high and mighty saying, oh, BYU's not going to go into a Power Five. I'm not sure, even without Oklahoma and Texas, that there's going to be a big difference between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 going forward in two years. Okay, well, Clemson just lost twice. Is there a big difference between the Big 12 the Pac-12? Yes, Clemson, I'm going to give them. I think there isn't in the conference, but Clemson, because they've had this playoff team, yes. So what we're going to have is in any given year. Except it hasn't been in any given year for Clemson. It's been every year. Two power teams. But why have we had so many blowouts in semifinals? We've gone to the four-team and the semis. And right now, aren't you anticipating that Alabama and Georgia are going to end up? I mean, we have a ton of injuries and stuff can happen. But aren't you anticipating right now Alabama and Georgia are going to be in opposite semis? And they're going to win. I mean, who looks prepared to stand up to them? Oklahoma doesn't look like they can score. Ohio State, for once, and Ohio State may still win the conference, but for once, that conference race looks interesting. I hope there's somebody who can stand up to them because I love the drama, and I love multiple rounds of drama. You know, but I'm talking about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I'm not talking about the Big 10. Yeah, but I just think the whole country. (laughs) It's like we we say the SEC's great, and I don't think the SEC's great. You went to Tennessee and won. I think it is great. There are teams at the top of the SEC that are great. there's several. I think it is great. You can't have everybody be great. That's junior high stuff. You really think there's a third team that's great? Maybe not this year, but I just look at the number of professionals that go into the league. They dominate. Yes, I think they are far and away better. I mean, I'm not going to focus on this year or whatever. It's not about this year when we're gauging these conferences. It's not a singular. It's over the course of time. 
And if you look at the number of NFL players, they roll. Yes, I do. I think that I think it's substantially better. But they pay substantially better. The interest is substantially greater. So all the factors that lead up to it are there. All the ducks are in a row for them to be absolutely awesome in a given year or so. I mean, LSU looks like, okay, we're on the, what's his face? Uh, Orgeron. Orgeron watch, right? So we're how it feels, because he had an awesome year, and now a year and a half of not awesomeness. Right, and he's sort of a a rich man's Clay Helton. And it was like, okay, we'll give you the job. Everybody loves you. You're a good dude, but can you really, really do it? Every year. Well, he did it the one year, got Burrow down there, and they were offense was prolific. And I hate the fact that they have the yard markers every five yards. It drives me nuts. <laughs> Get that The way out. they number their field. Yeah. You know you're looking at an LSU game. Yeah, I hate that. Nobody else is numbering the 15-yard line like that. No. They it let us figure it out. It clutters up my screen. Yeah. Don't do it every five. If you're going to do that, do every yard then. But see, I think they love it. I don't like it. I don't like <laughs> no, it. You don't, but you're not an LSU fan. I don't like it. I've been in that stadium. I covered game there. Utah so, State. Uh, yeah, right before 9-11. And uh, so I look at it across the board, and I think they are dominant. Sure, yeah, that conference is. But I think the Pac-12 is not dominant. But I don't care. I want fun. And I get fun. I get upsets. And I know they do. They want to be the big this, time, and that Will this be more of an upset, blah, blah, blah. or this is just more of a toss-up game going in? I, I mean, it'll be an upset, but... Uh, I mean, there's always one upset. team. Exactly, because one team's favored by two or four points or so whatever. You go but, by that. Yeah. yeah. Till you get up into more than a touchdown, maybe 10 points or so. I mean, you get to 10 or 14 points, and then you're working on it. I upset, expect but. SC to come out breathing fire. Because these assistants are working for work. They need their next job. Yeah. Either they get retained, and a couple probably will, a couple usually do. Well, not if they they suck. Yeah. Or they land somewhere else. Because look look what you did. So if I'm whatever my position coach is, if I'm coaching whatever position, I make sure my guys, because I'm auditioning for future work, because if we, speaking from the SC standpoint, just go in and lay eggs the rest of the way, then that's going to scar me. And where am I going to go next? Probably not going to be there. And, and do I have to really, really drop down to what level? So from that position, I expect these guys to coach the heck out of these, the, whatever their position group is. Uh, Graham Harrell, you know, he was up for head coaching jobs. You heard his name being out there floating around. So he can't control a lick on what the defense does. But if the offense is looking pretty good, then he's in prime position to at least be a coordinator. I'm sure he wants to remain, if he can't be at SC, be a coordinator somewhere in a Power 5 league, right? So with with that in mind, I think they're going to be as ready as they can. And the Utes, hey, they're 1-0, man. And they had a bye. And obviously the first week and all that stuff, they didn't have a whole lot to distract them from the tragedy. At least this week, in the, in the temporary, they've had some stuff to distract them to, to not focus on the death of a, of a youngster. Just awful. 
And so they can sit back and say, man, we got a legitimate chance to win the South. I mean, who really cares if you lose a couple of ball games early? Did BYU one year start, Detmer one of his years, start crappy like 0-3, yep. 0-4 or something, and they won the league. Right? They won the league. Then they won. Then they didn't. Then they fall. Then they. They won the league. Yeah, I remember the year. I don't remember it. I mean, I remember the. So they lost. Here it is. They lost three in a row, and they were playing like Colorado. They might have played UCLA or somebody like that. But Florida State. They had a good schedule early. Whoever it was, Uh I might be mangling some years together. They started zero and three. They got in a league play. They went through it undefeated. They won eight in a row. Season finale. They played the Aztecs to a 52-52 tie. Oh, yeah. I remember being and then they went to the, that night. They went back to San Diego for the Holiday Bowl, and they played Iowa to like a 13-13 tie. It was weird yeah. that they played a really high-scoring tie, freakishly high-scoring. And they played so a they two real, ties that year? Yes, they were 8-3-2. Oh, that's, that's funny. That's yeah. funny. And it was all streaks. Three straight losses, eight straight wins, back-to-back ties. Well, that's undefeated in soccer. <laughs> well, the three, except for the three-loss thing. But no, they had I mean, a 10-game. After, game, the, after the yeah, three loss. 10 games unbeaten. That's how you spin that. Well, you don't do that. That's your silly sport. That well, there the thing Nobody is that in that, that era, the tie because the Aztecs had a loss, the tie gave them the conference title, so they could play for I it. They didn't have to that, go, but, for they, two. but they did not run around. We went ten games without. No, they actually they, the they, Iowa they thing was that. that's just Iowa a thing was thing. a downer because they threw a pick at the well, end of the game. Yeah, regardless, that's just a soccer thing on that. Whether they got an interception at the end of the game or they threw a pick at the end of the game, that a tie is not. Well, I didn't lose. And that that never flew in in the real football. So why wouldn't the Utes think that? I mean, what difference does it make? They lost to San Diego State in BYU. Mm, all right, you lost one is in overtime on a concocted two point rule that they just made up on the fly for some reason that makes no sense to me. Because we're taking care of player safety. Yeah, right. So and that. After you've had three hours of collisions. Right. <laughs> so, well, so. probably three and a half hours. Who are we kidding? Like, I, I ate three pizzas, and then I washed it down with a salad. <laughs> so, so, and one of the plays in overtime, one of the series was one play. They were gassed. And one play, boom, 25-yard pass to Dixon, touchdown. That's all it was. So that, I mean, it's a, it goes down as a loss, and I get it. You're not supposed to lose to teams like that, blah, blah, blah. But... I, my point on that is either none, neither of those games has any bearing on Saturday, and you can go two and zero with arguably the best win of anybody in the South at that point. Uh, that's a good t- sports talk radio talking point. But to your point about the South, it's great you got that one, but now there'll be another toss up game the next week. Or in two weeks. Right. I mean, at some point you're going to hit Arizona and Colorado, and those shouldn't be toss-ups. But, yeah. But that, so but I when, get that. You haven't accomplished. You've gotten, you gotten 2-0. and All that means is you're 2-0. and That's what I'm saying about the other two teams. They're 2-0. and Good for them. But that doesn't mean, Jack, you're 2-0. and Whoop-de-doo. It's better than being 1-1. One one. Yeah. That's what you got. But in terms of spin, then they can spin it. Well, we've rectified our situations. Well, our I problems think that, are yeah. corrected. We're 2-0, and man. It changes everything. Somebody will say, you're now the first team to win in the Coliseum. Let's go be the first team to win the Pac-12 conference title. Well, let's... Yeah, let's... I mean, there'll be eight more games to go, but... At least you have a shot at that. 
And then if they lose, it's like, well, whoop-de-doo. SC's already got two losses. We're ahead, with, ahead of them even with the loss. So we don't have to worry about them. <laughs> right? Spin it. Right. They will. They'll spin it that way, particularly if it's a decent played game. Because I can live with losses, particularly at the college level, if you play well. And what I mean by that is Utah has already done that multiple times in the Coliseum. I was there on the sidelines. I felt no sadness when Troy Williams came up a yard short. They battled the heck out of the opponent in that game. A kid, a local kid, played his high school ball down the road, trying to make a play. He comes up a yard short. It sucks in the moment. But, I mean, it's not like I was proud of the Utes. They're not my Utes. But I felt good for them because they battled this team right to the end. There's a winner and loser every game. And so I don't see where you would be dejected. Now, if you go down there and lose 41-10, to 10, that's in a whole other story. Got a lot of people weighing in. Ryan, hopefully they respond well, but demanding a win certainly isn't necessary for what they've been through over the past year. And Larry says, uh, these guys have buried two friends slash brothers slash teammates in nine months. Just getting on the field is a win. Mm, well, they're going to get on the field. They're yeah. going to get on the field every time. Question marks will get answered Saturday night, 6 o'clock. The game's on Big Fox. I think we've seen situation, and it's not to diminish the tragedy in any respect whatsoever, and you have to make sure that you keep qualifying that because it's true. But I think throughout the history of sports, we've seen situations akin to this, maybe not as deep and as bad or whatever, that's up to you to decide, where people were able to focus in the moment and take their minds off of it and really take the task at hand and find ways to succeed. So it's certainly not out of the realm, particularly, I would think, I'm not a psychologist under any degree, but maybe young folk are more resilient. Can you make that argument? Seems like you can. Is it true or not? I Possibly, don't know. And, but it's, you know, you're talking about so many players. Is it, is it going to be true for every player? And they had different levels of relationship with them, I assume. So, I don't know, start predicting that stuff. Hard to do. Bowlers coming up in about 15 minutes. Lincoln Kennedy at 8.30. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Time to chat with Max Tooley. Give us a story or two about your mission. Something that was unique about my mission was I was assigned to speak Mandarin on my mission. Wow. So, yeah, it was quite the, you know, the tall order. Got to serve in different areas where, uh, you know, where specific, you know, Chinese students would be. I loved my mission. That Mandarin's going to serve you well down the line for sure. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt about that. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, uh, Max, why me? Hawaii, huh? Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. I know a little Mandarin. Look at you. You just Googled that. No, I did not. I know Hawaii means I love you. Because... You just told Max Tooley I love you? Yeah, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I did. That's a little awkward. He said it back, though. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK is brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ and the P- PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Question of the day, hot take part two. How do you not love October baseball? You suck if you don't. Eldon says there's baseball still happening. You suck, Eldon. 
Scott says, great game, exclamation point, go Dodgers! Plus, it's our Dodgers. You love October baseball if it's your team winning October baseball. That's a guarantee, especially the way they won. Oh, you love October baseball either way. You may not like the outcome. Kevin says, St. Louis is out, I am out. Football ahead. He didn't like the outcome, and he's done. He's only in for his team. Right, but then you still liked it because they qualified for it. (laughs) He liked it for eight innings. It's the (laughs) only sport where if you qualify, you break out the champagne. Nobody else does that. RSL sneaks in the playoffs. They ain't breaking out champagne. Nope. Or Cerveza. Whatever it might be, wherever they're from. So NFL get, teams don't uh, don't have the uh, the yeah. crazy celebration in the locker room. Yeah. So when we got win ten, we're in. When Memphis won the play in, they didn't break out the champagne in the NBA. That would be the equivalent. <laughs> Maybe they should have though. It was an accomplishment. <laughs> we got them. Except they don't. The, the the MLB doesn't take as many teams. Exactly. So. It is a little bit more of an accomplishment. And then, so, I mean, the Dodgers, the great thing about the Dodgers winning, if they win a World Series, they could have the most celebrations that they've ever had. They had the champagne out <laughs> after the wild card game. Right. And so then you do it next round, then the round after, then the round after. They didn't have it out after they qualified for the wild card game, though, did they? If they did, I didn't see it. I don't think they did. I, don't, I can't answer that. That would be unusual, though. I mean, the Cardinals took a big group pitcher. And there was a there was a form of celebration, you know. When that but last the wild out card was made, game, they literally put the goggles. on. You have the pitcher and the catcher hugging. You have to have that. Absolutely, that's part of the deal. I would love to see somebody uh, when they win. The catcher runs down to the third baseman, break it up. <laughs> <laughs> Zero says, "I love it, especially when the overpaid Yankees lost even before the real playoffs started." Oh, okay. How about the overpaid? What about the Dodgers? Dodgers? They've got the biggest payroll. Are, the, in baseball are those there. guys overpaid though? They're paid that cumulatively. They're paid a ton, but are the individuals overpaid relative to what they get in the NBA? Because at least those guys—that's that, the one thing I have with the NBA. It seems like average dudes, John Wall making forty million dollars. So at least—and I'd have to double check this. Maybe I'm off, but guys who make comparably in baseball. Yeah, well, the, I think big what, time players. What happens is with the well. Uh, at least they were at one point. I mean, if they're signing the 10- or 12-year deals, they may not be big-time players at the end of the deal. If they get hurt, especially if they get hurt repeatedly, but largely I get your point. Yeah, well, Kershaw's getting 30-some. He's not on a roster. He's hurt. Yeah. But he certainly was a big-time player for was. virtually yeah. all the time of that deal. The thing the NBA has is because you're going to pay, because of the salary cap, You've got it because there's a floor as well as a ceiling. You got to pay guys, and, and you only got 15 guys on a roster. Guys make more money. Yeah, I know you're going to try to justify it, but spend money wisely. I mean, the root, root, root for the home team. I get it, but but you have to spend it. Someone is going to pay get the it. 30th, the right guy. I got that. Doesn't mean you have to pay enough, the bad dudes the money. There, but there aren't enough right guys. So you pay. So it's a right decision, John Wall, to pay him 40 million dollars. You're telling me that's the right decision? 
No, but you got to pay somebody all that money. So pay John Wall forty million dollars. <laughs> well, if you don't that's pay the right, him, you're going to pay somebody else, and you, you be can paying LeBron, but you all. Can't it's get a yes LeBron. or no question. Does John Wall deserve forty million dollars a year? Fans out there, you can be the one guy, but I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the folks who are driving to work now are saying, "Right on, PK. That dude ain't worth anywhere near that." And you can logic it out as much as you want. Good for you. But the rest of us are over here saying that guy is not worth that kind of money. DJ and PK. <sighs> Let me have a drink of sky juice now. Water. Arrowhead, my favorite kind. You getting paid for that? Free play. I pay for it. I'm oh not like gosh. you. I, I you see a... that thing across the street? Yeah, I'll go over there. How much are you going to cost me? No. I do things just because they're right, not because oh, I have boy. financial gain. Can I get the Battle Hymn of the Republic for a moment? Yeah, about time. You should stand up for once and listen to it. DJ and PK coming up next. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the jazz. Stay with us.